Welcome to That Game Show, the awkward, inappropriate, random podcast that occasionally talks about games. This is That Game Show. We're back. I'm having a crappy day because we were. I know this is a great way to start off a podcast. Um, we were supposed to have episode one of the all-nighter which is gonna be a special episode where we just talk about one game one game only the entire time didn't end up happening because eric forgets his schedule like crazy so we're just we decided yeah let's just do one recording session just for you know the heck of it i waited an hour and a half to get food literally like so this literally happens so we'll talk about games in a second we'll talk about oscars nintendo switch coming out and a bunch more of the things so Oh, by the way, Kyle's here. Say hi, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. There you. Oh, I'm, well, I'm there, Kyle. There, you're Kyle. Yep, there Back you go. From the dead. Oh, nailed it. He makes the show a lot tougher. He you know, plays hockey, and he's a lot tougher than you. So. It's true. We got eliminated, though, so yeah, cried like a little baby this weekend. That happens. There you go. That's a great way to introduce yourself. So I, I literally I go to this place called Tenders over off of um, at UCF off of Collegiate, and they said, hey, we got a big catering order. It's going to take about 25 minutes. Do you mind waiting? And I said, that's fine. So 25 minutes turned into 50 minutes. And I said, after 50 minutes, I'm on break. And they go, and I said, hey, how, what's the latest on my order? They go, they're working on it. Meanwhile, I'm seeing other people who are coming in and ordering before, uh, ordering after me, getting their food. And so I'm like, okay. And so I'm literally now at the perpetual staring of, Where's my food? Where's my food? And the thing is, like, you and I, we both worked in customer service for a long time. So we know, like, we aren't those people because we've been in that position before. getting yelled at on a daily basis. Exactly. And so that's why, like, I won't yell at customer service people. I notice that, like, waiters will treat other waiters a certain way because they've been doing the same thing. Same thing with customer service and retail workers. It's true. When you do it, you know it. Exactly. And so... I wasn't yelling at her, but then I realized, like, she wasn't apologizing for anything. Like, she wasn't oh. like, oh, I'm sorry for the wait or anything. And literally, okay, I'm not kidding when I say this. I waited for 85 minutes to just receive a four-piece meal that I later pooped out 20 minutes later after that. So you should have gone to Huey Magoo's. I should have. That was a mistake. I should have. And I I looked at the girl. There was a guy in front of me. He got his food. He waited just as long as I did. He just got his food and left. He was tired of it. I looked at her and I'm like, you know I'm going to want a refund for all this. And she looked at me and she's like, really? I'm like, yes. I've been waiting for 85 minutes. And she glances at me like, and it's the voice that we always give where it's like, really? It's this long? Like, it's been 85 minutes. She goes, 85 minutes? Like, yes, you can look at the receipt and it says, minutes. if you look at the receipt, it says, I got it, my food at 12, it is now almost 1.30. Oh. So, I lost, like, so much, I lost, like, a whole bunch of time, didn't get a lot of stuff done, and I'm getting yelled at by people at work that think they know how to do my job, that, and also my friends died five years ago. So, anyway, mm. we'll get, that's all my day, We're, let's talk about a whole bunch of other things, like, um, let's see, where do you want to start off with? We can talk about... Oscars and how awkward that was. We could talk about the game night that we had, that how awkward that was, or the Nintendo Switch and how awkward that looks. Man, let's just start off with awkward. You, you uh, should. I'm feeling the Oscars. Okay. You know, first come, first serve. 
All right, so we'll we'll start off with the Oscars. They happened. We didn't. Ha- I wanted to have an Oscar party again because I like doing those. You were sick. Everyone's and dead. Everyone's just sick and dead. Everybody is literally just sick and dead. It's. I, I invited Bill Paxton. He decided not to come, oh, and so. <laughs> I wonder, like, I'm gonna make a horrible joke for a second. Do you think the doc, the reason his complications were like they mixed up his record with Bill Pullman's? I mean, no comment. Let it sit. Let it sit. No comment. We we need we need to make the joke like let it sit sometimes, <laughs> and just like follow up with like a nice, but nice. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, we uh nobody could come, and so I end up watching the Oscars with my girlfriend who who's literally never watches the Oscars, and like her friend is having, she has one of her friends is in Oklahoma, you know this isn't really relevant. So she's literally just like watching Facebook Live the entire time I'm watching the Oscars. So we'll talk about the Oscars right now. Um, the Oscars were interesting to say the least. Unless you were a Trump supporter, then you really absolutely hated it. Because literally, like, every speech was something political. And of course, like, you had the guy from Iran who won for best foreign film. And he said, oh, I'm not going to go out of protest. And like, you live in Iran. Like, that's... They violate more human rights than anything. We just... Like, our thing is just like, oh, immigrants. You wanted to, you got a whole bunch of other crap over there. Oh man. Uh, Suicide Squad won an Oscar and has won just as many o- Oscars as Citizen Kane. I want you to think on that for a second. Oh. Yeah. I'm just like, I saw Suicide Squad and it wasn't that it was a horrible movie. It was just like the writing was just not what I would call real. Yeah. It was. I mean, there's a lot of things that are wrong with Suicide Squad, but. It it was for best like makeup. It did have it did have really good makeup. I yeah, mean, and the one thing that pisses me off though is that people are also saying like, oh, Star Trek Beyond Lost. They show like this elaborate thing, and then they post like the picture of Margot Robbie with like messed up makeup, and it's like, really, that's like a horrible comparison. I can show you Killer Croc. I can show you Diablo. I can show you all these people, and it's a lot better quality makeup. I was about to say, also, if you saw Margaret Robbie in, what was it, Tarzan, and then you saw yeah. her again in Suicide Squad, you probably wouldn't put the two together. Yeah. But, I mean... You actually watched Tarzan? I did see Tarzan. Is it actually good? I mean, it's about a guy who's in the jungle, so it's about as good as it can be. Alright, there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> um, who else won? Um, La La Land won Best Picture for five minutes. Surprise! Yeah. That one. And, oh, there, there was just like a... Like, I like that Jimmy Kimmel kind of played like the whole Matt Damon feud out like throughout the entire thing, and I thought that was really funny. Um, you have the what's it called? Um, oh gosh, like the parading of normal people throughout the whole like throughout like the whole front row and all that. Did you watch the Oscars? I I you know you didn't watch I the Oscars. Didn't, I did not watch this, the Oscars. This explains a lot of. The I song. was I was what you might call in bed dead. All right. So. I uh, I did get to hear plenty about on Facebook though about how no I don't know people think it's disrespectful how someone pulled a Steve Harvey and I guess gave the wrong award to the wrong so someone. this is what happened <clears throat> this is what happened oh wow <laughs> I know and so pretty much they got um it's Faye Dunaway for those of you who did not watch it Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty were gonna announce Best Picture. Warren Beatty opens up the envelope and he is looking awkward. And I'm thinking like, 
Oh, he's pulling up for suspense. Because I would do the exact same thing. I would have done that too. And so, LaFay Dunaway's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I mean... Like, you hear him go, I mean, it's... uh," And she takes it and just sees Emma Stone, La La Land, and just shouts, La La Land. And so, La La Land's all excited. Everybody there, like, the guy's 32. The director's 32 and has won, like, multiple Oscars already. And I hate him already because he's close to my age. And they're all celebrating... And then you just hear, yeah, this is great. Too bad we actually didn't win it. Moonlight, you actually won. Mm. And everybody was just like, wait, what? And, you know, here comes Warren Beatty, like, trying to justify what happened. And now, every because he went up there to justify it, everybody's blaming him. When actually, it's Faye Dunaway who kind of was just like, here, give me this. What's the word? Oh, Lawland. Like a like that. That's the thing. Like they could have taken like the best makeup, best movie, Suicide Squad, and then everybody would have been confused as heck because like, wait, that wasn't even nominated. But you have like that, and so Moonlight won, which it was probably the best way because man, if imagine if that was reversed. Could you imagine if Moonlight won? It's like actually, it's La La Land. Mm. Mm. Racial America. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to go on Facebook for uh, for the recipients of that one. Oh gosh, that would have been so awkward. I had a coworker that you know he was pretty into telling me all about how it was a disgrace, and I was like, man, it happens. But yeah. I mean, hey, and, you know, it could have been worse. It could have been like the director of La La Land had the same thing happen to him. You know, yeah, high school during prom. This year's prom king and queen is the director of La La Land in the future. <laughs> oh no, I'm just kidding. It's not. You're not winning anything. Sorry. Yeah, but hey, it's hard to you know it's hard to feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. When, you know he does win a few things. It's a good movie. So, I had never watched it. I I, I really up to it. I realized. Oh, I should have stopped on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I didn't realize like how many Oscar movies I have not watched. Like I, I try to make a concerted effort to watch a lot of them. Oh yeah. But like, I think the only ones I watched were like Arrival, and that was about it. I uh, did not see Arrival, actually. Oh, it's so good. Is that, um... Which one is that? Amy Adams' Alien movie. Oh, okay. So good. You know, I think it was just... I didn't have time to watch a lot of them. Like, I didn't see mm-hmm. Star Trek, you know. And I don't know if that one-day thing... Um, and I usually make it a habit to try and watch this because I, I do like Star Trek, but I uh, didn't see it. Uh, hardly saw the previews for it, let alone that, so... Yeah. Um... But hey, I saw Zootopia. Zootopia that was one, that one. I was happy about that. that. One, I'm not surprised on that one either. I yeah. mean, I almost forgot it came out um, recently. You know, mm-hmm. with the way like it was a hype train for a while, and then DeviantArt got a hold of it, and then it just you know then you yeah stop looking then, then at DeviantArt it. Once DeviantArt, DeviantArt gets a hold of something, mm-hmm. it's gone. But you know, seeing that it won, I was like, it deserves it. It was a good movie. Yeah. You know? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, so I was glad to see that it won something. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. I thought it was funny, like, if you, if you followed me on Twitter, at Chase Bunker, you saw that I was making jokes throughout, like, making fun of the men's fashion, and I don't know what it was, like, that Sunday, but for some reason, nobody got my jokes. Because, <laughs> like, you know, one thing's like, oh, we'll critique the men's fashion. Oh, that's a nice suit, and that's a nice suit. Because all the men are literally wearing the same suit. Except for, you know, I'll, I'll let you say it. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were gonna go nice. Oh, but I was, um, like, I was waiting. I was like, mm. 
I didn't let it sit. But it was literally, like, the only people who didn't wear, like, a traditional suit were all the non-white people. Because, like, you see Damien Chazelle. He's wearing a nice blue suit. The director of Moon... Uh, was it director of Moonlight? I don't know. Gosh, that's going to sound racist if I'm wrong. Uh, that whole... There were, like, a, a bunch of people, I should say. A bunch of people wearing white suits. I'm like, see? There you go. Some flair right there. I don't want to see, like, a Craig Sager suit. I want to see just, like, you know... Not everybody wearing the same thing. No, I mean, that's diversity. You got a lot of money, probably. You could mm-hmm. probably you know, mix it up once in a while. A nice suit, it's good. Yeah. But, like, I mean, hey, didn't Lady Gaga wear a suit made of meat one time? She did. And she didn't really rock it, but, you know. But she's at least worn more diverse suits yeah. than, like, she wore a meat most sack. men. She literally wore a meat sack. It was a meat sack. Which is what a whole bunch of men carry every day. Oh. Nice. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see what else we have. We had, uh, did you see Fences? I didn't see Fences. I didn't see Fences at all. Let's all right, it. next one. Um, let's see, you had uh, Manchester by the Sea. Nope, well, I heard it was depressing. I would agree with that, probably. All right. I did not see it. Next. But, um, you know. Um, did you see Moonlight? I didn't see Moonlight. I didn't see Moonlight. Now, I think was I saw the post that they're make they're branching out to... Um, 1500 theaters now i mean good for it i didn't you know to be honest with you it was one of those movies that i'd never even heard of prior to its you know sudden arrival yeah. but that that happens at the oscars a lot doesn't it yeah it does so you know mm-hmm. um i don't know the premise of it but from what it sounds and you know the fact that it's one of a few things it sounds like it's a pretty solid movie so i'll probably still not gonna mm-hmm. go and see it but you know hopefully hopefully it gave there's some more attention and stuff and people right. enjoy it what else was nominated for best picture so i'm forgetting uh, we had the best picture of 2017. Uh, We're going to pause for dramatic effect on this. We had um, Arrival. Yes. Lion. Saw that. Lion, did not see that. Uh, Hell or High Water. Never that saw was, it. That was a fighting movie, I think. I could be mistaken I, it, on that one. I'm not certain. I didn't see it. Hidden Figures. I'm watching that tomorrow because the girlfriend really wants to watch it. Oh, yeah, have fun with that. Yeah. Hacksaw Ridge. Never saw I it. did see that. Very suspenseful. I almost wanted Mel Gibson to win it just because I wanted him to drop something anti-Semitic. And just to see <laughs> if he was doing like, I really hope this Oscar isn't Jewish. Am I right, guys? Oh. And then you just see like the entire audience is like, oh, he's still the same old Mel. He's, and, hasn't changed. PewDiePie, is that your... Oh, man. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll discuss that in a second. That's, <laughs> that is literally a kill job. Oh. We'll okay. talk about that one. We'll later. talk about that in a second. Oh. Um, so the other nominations, Manchester by the Sea, which, I mean, it's Matt Damon, so, mm-hmm. you know, he probably goes, he goes to sea, he goes to space. No, uh, no, Matt Damon produced it. He wasn't in it. He produces the sea, he goes to space, you know, Fences. No. At Denzel Washington produced, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was all the nominations there. Um, so yeah, I mean, Moonlight, obviously taking it from, uh, mm-hmm. from La La Land, but. Yeah. So, you also had uh, the best actor of the year. Obviously, it went to Casey Affleck. Yes. But you had Ryan Gosling from La La Land. You Young had, Hercules. Yeah. Andrew Garfield from Hacksaw Ridge. Um, it's weird. Uh, I'll, I'll stop you there because we don't need to rattle off all these nominations. But also, did you ever see the episode of Doctor Who that Andrew Garfield's in? I have not. It is awkward because he's kind of pulling off the American accent and it's like a really bad American accent. And so it's like, it's nice to see it kind of get better throughout the years, but man, it was bad at first. That's actually one of those things I love seeing. Like, I love seeing the first pilot episode of something and then being like, wow, that was brutal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did you ever land this job? Yes. He was also, he was, he was yeah. Spider-Man at one point. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a, he, 
It's the guy that does a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's funny that, like, you know, both Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy were nominated for Best Actor and Actress. Yeah, too bad they lost. Emma Stone killed it. Chase Bunker. I have a thing where if I'm peeing in a stall and there are two consecutive empty stalls and you choose the one that's directly right next to me, I think you're attempting to make me feel uncomfortable. He's a bit awkward. To which I will then respond by staring at you the entire time while I'm peeing. And even when I'm done as well, I will wait till you're done while staring at you because you will not make me feel uncomfortable. This is that game show. So switching topics, um, Nintendo Switch comes out, what is it, this week? Um, you know, for, for simplicity's sake, we're saying yes, because this video probably won't even be out by the time it makes sense. There you go. So Nailed yeah, it. 2017. There you go. Nailed out. it. <laughs> yep. So Nintendo Switch is coming out. IGN, like, have you read the IGN review in progress? I have read some of the IGN review. Um, I've also read what apparently the, was it the New York Times is mm-hmm. saying, which, not that they're a go-to for games. Fake news! No. Fake news! But... <laughs> Um, they have some interesting things about it. Um, so, what have you heard so far about it that, that has caught your eye, would you say? They're saying it's it's a jack... I love the, the line. It's a jack of all trades, but it's a master of none. Where it can do a lot of things, but it's it doesn't excel at one thing. Now, granted, before... Like, the review isn't done. Like, they still have to, you know, test out the eShop. There's a, apparently a bunch of day one patching... And I, I was still, I'm still very tempted to get it, but because I mean, it's an interesting concept, you know, you got the portable side and you have like the big screen side, but I think that's the big one for me right now. Also, I'm, I'm interested to see like how sturdy is that tablet because they said it's very thin. I have seen, I think a, a, a promotional video that it wasn't it wasn't released by Nintendo, but it was like a someone actually had it. Mm-hmm. It, it did look it did look kind of flimsy in my mind. Did you see the video of like, oh, Nintendo Switch is bad when like it can't even survive getting rolled over by a car, and so they show literally <laughs> like them like running over the Switch with their car, and it's like ah, oh, I love that iPhone. I love that I was making fun of that, but. Yeah, I, I question the. St- I don't question the stability. I just want to know, like, can it take a few drops? I would probably imagine no. They just probably no to that. Um, so. Well, how about this? How did how could how did your Wii U handle with after a few drops? Um, the Wii U has been fine. Um, the tablet, especially, has been okay. The tablets were pretty durable. They were really thick, which yeah. it was. Um, Obviously, my, my apartment has carpet, so mm-hmm. and I'm also I try my best not to be a mongrel and throw it around. Yeah, but you know, from time to time, you invite the wrong people over and they do throw it. It's it's held up really well. The charging, I mean, the battery life is the only complaint that I've actually noticed about the tablet because that thing dies. It dies fairly fast. Even, yeah, you know, I've had it for a while now, but I, I can't really sit there and rave about it. I think i think the battery life really sucks i'm interested to see the price range of not only the joy cons but the actual tablet in and of itself because i can picture that being a good 70 to 80 dollars i mean the console right now is selling for 300 i want to yeah. say so i mean i'd say a good portion i mean of that. Like, yeah i mean that, that's another thing as well like if that's 300 what exactly is 300 like 
how much of that is controllers how is it the base that also is a decent amount like that that's going to be the thing now with that being a portable console is you're going to have like when you want multiplayer how's that going to handle yeah. if you want to have like games that incorporate the tablet as well how is that going to hand well actually no let me rephrase that because i realized you have to dock it in order to go big screen but the, the multiplayer aspect of it all is what I'm actually genuinely interested in. And I'm wondering also, because it's portable, will you see a lot of people bring that outside? Because I'm also thinking, like, and I've never understood people while they do this, like, I don't know why you bring your iPad outside. Yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've tried to study outside with, like, an electronic device, and I can just tell you the sun in Florida... Yeah, no, it's not a thing. It's no. yeah. You can't do it. You can't, and so I'm wondering how society, how not not like how um you know how it will sell, but how society will handle that, so to say. Yeah. Like, are we gonna see the portable gaming, or are we gonna realize, oh, it's okay, but blank? Like, did you and you you I've probably you played a Wii U, um, you know. Uh-huh. Did you ever own a Wii U? No, I've I owned the Wii. I didn't go to Wii U, and it's the first Nintendo console I have not gotten. See, the the nice gimmick about the, the Switch is obviously the fact that you can take it anywhere. The thing was, I mean, in all fairness, um, the Wii U kind of had that with the tablet. I never found myself sitting in the bathtub wanting to play Super Smash Bros. You know, if I'm if I'm taking a shower, I'm like, oh wow, I can wait an extra two minutes to dry off and then go play there. Or like if I'm making toast or. You know, if I'm making yeah. something that's above a third grade level, I don't have the time to, to divert attention. So, like, the whole, you can play it anywhere, how useful is that kind of thing? Yeah. It's it's a great concept, and I, and I feel like the Nintendo kind of bailed on the Wii U very quickly. Yeah, it did flop very early in its release. It did. And I think, well, I think, like, we saw the Wii U as, like, why not like why is this being made but we just kind of saw this as like what's the difference oh you only added a tablet you added a tablet and you added hdmi that was yeah really like the... you, you really just made a more powerful wii and that yeah, was about it it's not like the playstation 4 or the xbox one where it's like it's more than better graphics yeah. it's a lot more things that are with it whereas the wii u it just felt like here's hdmi yeah and it, 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 it also it. hurt the only big games that I mean, obviously, you know, you had some other games. Like, you had um, Legend of Zelda came out for it and stuff like that. You had a few mm-hmm. games for that. You had Smash Bros. You mm-hmm. had a Mario Kart. You had a Mario Party, but let's be real. It was it was awful. Yeah, it didn't do... It wasn't... It didn't it do well. It wasn't good. But, like, there was a lack of games that hit you in the face. It was like, play me. You know? Mm-hmm. The Switch is rumored. And, you know, we've already talked about some of the rumored games. Yeah. But, like, if a, if a company like Pokemon was like, well, yeah, we'll throw it out for that... I think that would be something that really gets people to want to get it. I yeah. mean, you know, that's what's really made their their handheld devices, like the DS and 3DS, that's mm-hmm. what made them big was, oh, here's Sun and Moon, or back at the time was Omega Ruby, Sapphire, and all those. You want to play me, get a 3DS. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to do it. I think it was X and Y that was the one that... that yeah, X and Y, that guy. X and I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this, and we'll go back to the topic in a second, but I want to quickly ask this. Was it X and Y that kind of just brought back the Pokemon Revolution? Because I feel like it kind of petered off with at least our generation. Like, it kind of, like, took a dip, but I feel like with X and Y, it just immediately spiked. 
Am I so, wrong on that? Or? Pokemon expert here. I okay. Have, I'm like the Pokemon guy almost. All right. So black and white, um, what it started was it introduced, and this was back on the um, the DSi and stuff, like okay. the DS consoles. It had moving sprites. It introduced, like it still had the regular sprite bit, but it, it was moving now. Okay. The thing was, it was so poor, it was too much for the, for the handheld device. It was way too much movement and it looked just grainy it was too much like pixelation everywhere. It honestly, and the creation just wasn't all there. The story was very bland, although the villain team in black and white, I liked them. A lot of people did like them. It was all about, you know, revolution and releasing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like every team, but, um, but X and Y brought, first off, Mega Evolution, which everyone was like, what, Mega Evolution? Because this was the first time we've had something that of evolution that wasn't permanent. You know, before it's always been Here's a here's you know you evolve from a Charmander to Charmeleon, uh, you're stuck with it. But now you're like Charizard X, Charizard Y. What is this you know new dynamic? Fairy types were introduced as well. Huge change to metagame. It's funny that you say Mega Evolution because it you kind of almost treated it like Jackie Moon in Semi Pro. It's like we got this the, the Flint Michigan Mega Ball. And they just like you kept saying Flip Michigan Mega Ball. Like, what's the evolution? Mega evolutions. Mega. What are these? A mega evolution. Yeah, they never. Really the Cuckoo Falcon Bird. <laughs> they never really got the names that made them pop. Like, I mean, you had Mega Charizard, Mega Charizard Y. Nailed had, it. Yeah, I, I mean, never was any. N- not a lot of creation went into that, but the designs looked good. They had a lot of use. It changed the end of the game. Like, you beat the game, you're like, cool. But then, for everyone that went to competitive and battle online. You suddenly had to deal with the fact that everyone probably had some sort of mega power for mega. So it did add a really big element. The fairy types were huge because dragon types now were mm-hmm. big pansies and got beaten around by fairies. Not a lot of moves for them, but it was still a huge change to the game that we'd known for, what, 15, 20 years at that point? So You could sound like a complete Trump supporter right now. It's like, yeah, they're getting beaten around by a bunch of fairies. A bunch of fairies. But I just, like, you know, take that out of context. Um, I was, oh man. And so we have, um, I remember like another thing where, um, I realized, I did not realize like how out of date I was. Cause like, I thought I was like one or two generations behind. Apparently there's like three. And so like, I'm talking, you know, I'm over at my friend's house and her son has all these Pokemon cards and he shows off. I don't even know the name of the Pokemon. It was somebody that I didn't know of. I'm like, who's this? And he's like, Oh, this is, this is uh, they're the best. I'm like, no, Dragonite's the best. Oh, and Dragonite. so we're having that debate. Like, I realize I'm arguing with a child about who's the best one. And I was not going to concede that argument. And so I'm just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a Pokemon card. And it's going to be Dragonite. It's like, no matter if, if I play this card, you automatically lose. And he didn't take that too kindly. And then he also said, who's the best, or Red Ranger, to which I said Jason. And he didn't know who that was. I never wanted to hit a child more in my entire life. Chase Bunker. So, the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer came out. What did you think of the trailer from what you saw? Kyle Helmstetter. You know, so there was a, there was a scene, you know, he's talking about the Star-Lord's deep dark, mm-hmm. secret love, sexual love. Yeah. I don't know, I like that scene. I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty funny. A lot of people said it kind of felt forced, but I liked it. I don't have a feeling we're talking about two different trailers. You know, I probably haven't seen the new one. All right. This is that game show. All right, so going back to the Nintendo Switch, 
I'm noticing more like that one of the things that they they're trying to stretch more online play, but I've also noticed that they have a lot of co couch co-op stuff. Do you think that the Switch could bring back the couch co-op? I hope so. Like that's something that's really lacking in my mind. I recently mm -hmm. played Little Big Planet Three. It was just released for free on well, as of when this video was released, it was yes. released for the PS4 mm -hmm. um, monthly members thing. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's up the four-player couch co-op. Sounds about right, yeah. But you know, that's one of the things that I miss the most about gaming. Yeah, I really like a game that I can sit down with friends and and play. We can all play at the same time and have a, a fun competitive time. Yeah, I feel like couch co-op has really gone by the wayside because of the internet yeah uh which you've seen more is you don't see a lot of split screen and i think no, that's what's no. that's what's kind of hurt it because i would like to have friends come over and play rocket league but then again if you're on a smaller tv you know you can't four person it like smash to me has been like the ultimate couch um competitive game up to up to Eight people, Eight people now, at the and same time. that's and you don't lose um, frame rate. You, I've never experienced a frame rate loss. I've never dropped in no. quality. Nothing, you know. It's it's been a, it's been like the ultimate one, and I can't think of many others that are like that. And because of the fact that we've become such a digital digital age, you know, digitized people, so to say, I should I should actually just say that because we just use the internet. Like, why use this when we could just use the internet? Yeah, I mean, that's true, you know. Um, the, the game before that, that that really made it was probably Halo. Halo, yeah. I remember me and my friends had multiple parties where we would bring mm -hmm. four consoles and all, you know, four, we'd mm -hmm. have four TVs and everyone pop on and we'd have teams of four going at it. Oh, know? those are fun. And it was the greatest, I think that was a defining point for me for video games. That's yeah. what really just sparked me. I liked that. I also loved... LAN parties back in the day. I used to go to uh, a LAN center called Gamer HQ. It's no longer, you know, in business. God bless its soul. But um, I just personified a, a store. Did. Anyway, um, it they always used to have end of the month all nighters, and I would just love doing that. And even like when like that place closed, we would still like bring our PCs to somebody's house and just like play Unreal Tournament and try to get like everybody on the same page and get certain games. And I feel like that's kind of been gone by the wayside now. Now the only time like people will actually like group up together, I feel like is to play WoW. Play WoW or play League slash any other MOBA. Yeah, I would say any of those that you know on the, on the PC. It's hard, I think it, it also, um, it really comes down to a lot of people wanna play the games that don't really support that. Yeah. You, know, you have, yeah, Call of Duty and stuff, you know, your, your first-person shooters, they're, obviously, they're, they have online, and they're focused mostly online, mm -hmm. but it's it's really just you're playing a, a five-minute game, you, yeah. you win or lose, and you do it again and again and again, that's not, and Halo wasn't really like that, at times it was, you played the bigger modes, even the open world, or not the open world, but like the, the cult, the campaigns, yeah, stuff like that, I mean, that's what made it, that's what made it big, and yeah. I love to capture the flag, and I felt like that's nowadays. I feel like that's a very underappreciated mode because you can literally do so much. And I feel like there's more strategy behind that than like a team deathmatch because with team deathmatch, oh, you can just have one person killing everybody and you're fine. Yeah. But with um, capture the flag, there's still more strategic elements behind it. Yeah. 
Zombies was a huge one for back um, when Call of Duty. Yeah, I think during a, when World at War came out, like that was a big thing. Was big. Even in, in Halo, zombies was tremendous. Yeah, I mean the the amount. Obviously, the better the map creators usually, the better it was. But like, I mean, the, I mean that was huge. That was yeah. a great mode that really opened up. You know, Halo did. Halo was one of those games that got a lot better. Like thanks to the online community, just because of the amount of, I don't want to say mods because they were, they weren't really mods at the time, but like map editors, creators. map editors, and like all these type of modes that were created because of it, and yeah, exactly. And so because of that, like you saw like Griffball was a thing. Oh, and, rooster teeth. Yeah, and then um, zombies became a thing, and so like I love those. I feel like Time Splitters for me was another one. I don't know if you played that, but like that was. One of those that it was popular, but it it didn't reach the Halo levels, mm. so to say, because like Halo was up there, and I'm going to make the bold statement around that time. When I say around that time, I mean GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. When it went to shooters, I'm going to get so flamed for this if I you know if I forget one. It's Halo that was number one. Time Splitters was number two. Time Splitters was. A, an incredible first person shooter that had a whole bunch of modes kind of similar to Halo where they didn't have quote zombies well I think they did eventually get a zombie mode but um, they had uh, infected or virus that was it virus, where bro. one person had like green flames around them and you had to tag somebody to you know get them infected and so you try to stay alive and all that and it was fun and they also had like quote multiplayer challenges mm -hmm. so whether that be oh here's this level you have to assault this or uh, kill these people five times uh, and the other team's on hard your teammates are idiots and so it was very fun how they incorporated the multiplayer mm -hmm. with the single player that wasn't story related so that's why I say in that time number two shooter would have to be um Time Splitters 2. Third, uh, I don't know if I'd give that to like Killzone, but this is also console. You can throw out Half-Life all you want. You can throw out Counter-Strike all you want, but in the end, eh, multiplayer-wise, didn't you know yeah. match up. Also, I hate Counter-Strike because that fan base is just awful. <laughs> and I could say that playing League of Legends for seven years. That's a bold statement. For that is sure. a very bold statement. I think one of the things that's really gotten rid of the, the couch co-op and you've seen some like that is the power of the consoles is high, but the power of the games are is also very high. Mm -hmm. You have a game, and we're going to reference Seven Days to Die here. Yes. You, They do have split-screen co-op. You can do up to one other player, so yeah. two per console. You do notice a decrease in performance. You'll notice moments of lag. Mm -hmm. You know, there are moments where the, the quality drops a little bit, the frame rates just aren't there. I think it the, the power of the games and what they require nowadays, it's so high that you can't you can't have multiple running. You yeah. Know, you can't have four different screens running or I think and I think that's really what has changed the environment. I think also like I noticed that we're focusing a lot more on shooters, but like you have like some of the top-down RPGs, like Gauntlet Dark Legacy, to me was still like one of the best multiplayer games out there because of the fact that you could, you know, granted some of the characters were just like, you know, clones of another, but essentially like you could play with four people and just go through hordes of enemies trying to get to the end and you know collect items, and that was still a lot of fun. And you don't see that a lot. Like 
Oh, Borderlands. Borderlands is another... A phenomenal Yeah, Borderlands is phenomenal. Like, split screen, that's okay. But, like... But the the more people, the harder it was, which made it so fun, you know? Exactly. And so, I feel like... Maybe it's, like, the popularity of games as well, because, like... I mean, we had... Shooters at that time were number one. Now, that's kind of, like... I'm trying to think, what is probably, like, the main one now? Like, what's the main genre? Oh, I would... I mean, open world's really taking control. I mean, you've got... You've seen a, a shift into those. You know, you have... Obviously, Minecraft was the big starter. Yeah. From there, it, a lot of games are trying to get... Conan Exile. Like, a lot of the survival ones are Conan Exiles. Um, I'm trying to think of a few others. They're, like, I know which one you're, you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about, like, the survival this games. The survival sandbox games. But yeah. they don't they don't stick out to me as the number one genre. I think I think shooters may still hold down as one of the top. Yeah. As one of the top because, games. like, it, it seemed like at that time you saw a lot of shooters, but you didn't yeah. see a lot of RPGs. No. And I, like... A lot of the RPGs that did come out, kind of similar to Gauntlet, like they were multiplayer, and that also helped. Oh, and Champions of Norath, that was another one that was kind of similar to that. And so I was kind of surprised, like, granted, I was surprised to see Diablo go out on consoles. I don't know if they have the split screen function, or if they mm. put four on, or if they just have their own separate I server. Had a, I had a roommate that had Diablo. Hated the roommate, though, so I never actually found out. I think it was only single player. Okay. To my knowledge, but I I'm I could be very wrong on that. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't play it, so. Okay, but yeah, I I hope that couch co-op will come back because I feel like that's kind of something that's dying on, especially like we've both been dating our girlfriends for you know a decent amount of time, and I still yeah. try to play you know games with her, and I realize like man, other than Rayman and maybe Portal, there really isn't anything that we play. And so it's kind of like cooperative games have gone by the wayside. Just like multiplayer games in general have yeah. kind of go down by the wayside because everything's online. It, it is. And I think it's also the, the industry is trying to push for you to buy um, their online passes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a game like Battlefield, no, it never has had split screen as far as I'm aware. I play Bad Company 2. I play Battlefield 2. To my knowledge, yeah, I think that's a that's a solid statement. I think it's always been single player. They have campaigns. I yeah, mean, their campaigns have been very good, but they have always been focused on single player and then online. Yeah, single player. And I think and for for a while actually, EA had it where you had to buy a pass. You had yeah. to buy an even if you had you know, I think even if you had the uh, the like Xbox Live or um, whatever it was at the time. You still needed to buy a season pass, which usually it came with the game if you bought it new. But if you didn't, it would not. I wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to play it. Online, yeah. Which was horrible at the time. Yeah. So I think it's the industry is just pushing. Yeah. Um. Man, this was actually a really serious segment. How many segments does it take for actually for us to get a good segment? We've been doing one bad one good for the most part. We have been. This is a good segment, man. So. This one's going to suck. Just going to let you know ahead of time. Want to see more? Go to our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash that new show show. And like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash that new show show. All right. So before we go, um, first off, Kyle, thank you for joining me and all that no stuff. Problem, yep. um, we are going to say goodbye to uh, one of our favorite channels, which was Hot Pepper Gaming. Uh, if you you know follow us on YouTube at youtube.com/slash that new show show, 
you've seen me interview you know a friend of the show Vernon Shaw and I will still say as of right now until I get somebody better maybe Jared Leto like I picture him he could he'd probably be like a fun interview but like the 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 Vernon Shaw interview was the most fun interview I've ever done like hands down bar none I can talk to that I can talk to him for probably eight hours straight and we probably would literally talk about nothing it would just really be us hanging around and just talking and enjoying each other's company because he's had he seems to have like a genuine interest in everything and he's he's an incredibly likable guy and so it's great seeing the um jared and aaron like you know branching off and doing like their own projects and they realize oh we can't do this anymore and of course vernon with uh game grumps now so um it was a great channel they had a great run um and it was really like they were literally like the epitome of youtube in that like they took one idea and it's so crazy and so outlandish they made it work and they put out quality content after quality content they didn't phone it in and um sadly one of the best is gone but um congratulations again to hot pepper gaming um you did a great job, Vernon. We still love you. We'll we'll talk to you hopefully more often. I'll keep spamming your Twitter feed. So, um, yeah. Other than that, um, that is it for us today. We'll go have we'll play the thank you monologue or thank you thing. Uh, you know, in the end, I don't know what to call that. I don't know why. Thank you greeting. I don't Th- know. Thank you greet. That sounds that sounds so it sounds weird. Like an, it sounds like an intro though. Yeah. Um. Our thanks to. Oh. Yeah, outro. There you go. We'll th- we'll play the thank you outro in just a second. Thanks to our friends over at Power Glove for allowing us to play their music. So, like, here's a fun story before we go. I literally just launched the first episode, and like two weeks prior to that, like it was around the time when we actually recorded. I I, t- I took forever. I'm sorry. So, and I tweeted them and I said, "Hey." What are the odds I can have you guys play your music? Who do I have to talk to? And they just literally were like, you can play, no problem. Just mention us. So go check them out. Power Glove. They actually had a new track. I'm going to have to listen to that. But um, check them out. They're video game metal at its finest. So check them out. Other than that, take care, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out more episodes on iTunes and on our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash that new show show. And follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash that new show show.